Hello and welcome to the second episode of Muggles with Melanin. I'm Simone and on today's episode we're going to be talking about Harry Potter, the namesake of the series, and how he was groomed to be a martyr. Now let's start with Dumbledore leaving Harry at the Dursleys. I believe this was very intentional on Dumbledore's part because he was playing the long game because he knew what it would do to Harry. Now, when you go back and read the first book and watch the first movie, you see that before Harry, well, especially in the first movie, I don't know if they like explicitly stated in the book, can't remember, but you explicitly see that before Harry is dropped off, McGonagall has been watching the house. I believe this is the movie, but whatevs. Um, that McGonagall has been watching the house and knows how terrible the Dursleys are, correct? And then, what is fact in the book and the movie is that when they send out Harry's letter, it goes to the boy under the cupboard, you know, under, well, in the cupboard under the stairs, you know? And it's like, you know that that's happening. And we're not supposed to believe that for 11 years, this magic child that is Harry Potter is unaccounted for, right? So we know that somebody is always watching him and then we find out later there are wards on the house and all of these things. But what we do know is that they are abusive towards Harry for his entire stay there. And Dumbledore and McGonagall both know the type of people that they are and they know that they are treating him this way. Now, This is done intentionally because Harry being abused as a child made him a people pleaser. And that is the exact type of person that Dumbledore needed to lead the movement because he would be willing to do any and everything so that people would like him and he would feel accepted, which is something he never had in his youth. I mean, am I right or am I right? Because Harry at every turn was willing to die for somebody else, to take a curse for somebody else, to put himself in harm's way what in whatever capacity he could to keep everybody else safe. And he did this because he felt that he was not enough to be accepted just as he was. And this is due to his abuse as a child. So we know that Harry is acting this way out of what he feels is necessity. He has to make himself seem useful or else people will will get bored of him. This is something we see constantly throughout the um, series, his abandonment issues and what he will do to make sure that that doesn't happen. So these are all things that Dumbledore is cognizant of and he's pulling the strings because Harry would literally risk life and limb for the people he cares about because he doesn't believe, he believes that they're worth more than him. And he does that for everybody. Even the people that he doesn't know as well, he will still stand in the line of fire before he lets them get hurt, right? 
And that makes him, he's a great hero, a great person, but he's still, that he's acting out of trauma. And that is trauma that could have been prevented had he been placed somewhere else. Like with Sirius Black, who Dumbledore knew was not a murderer, but you know, he ain't do nothing about that either. So, I have a lot of problems with Dumbledore, but... We all talk about Sirius in another episode. But Dumbledore did him dirty. Just know that. And um, anyway, back on Harry. So the abuse from the Dursleys created his martyrdom, right? And that ended up working out great in the end, you know, considering he literally had to die to, you know, defeat Voldemort. So it worked out great. But it was still created from the abuse and it was intentional because Dumbledore made it that way. Now, moving on to the Weasleys because Harry's relationship with the Weasleys literally um, showcases his need for family like perfectly and that's, you know, why it was placed in the book. And what I want to say is like, his relationship with Ron, I don't, there are rumors, you know, I don't know if it's like a a well-known theory, well, not well-known, but you know, well-received theory that Dumbledore placed the Weasleys in Harry's path because he could also control the Weasleys. You know, I believe, I'd believe it because I think Dumbledore is um, the fucking worst. So, I'd believe that he did that, um, but I also don't believe that that means they weren't genuine. I just think that they were, you know, placed in the right spot at the right time. But, I digress. Anyway, Ron and Harry's relationship was, well, it's different in the movies and the books because of the way... They changed Ron's character in the movies. But we're going to talk about mostly books right now. When we're talking about the Weasleys and Ron as a character. Now Ron and Harry were like brothers. You know? Family. And the Weasleys were the family that Harry always wanted. Never had. You know? And um, I think that his relationship with Jenny was written out of necessity because I feel like um, they don't click at all, but we're going to talk about the couples on a different episode too. I have so many thoughts, but they don't click, but it was because Harry was in need of a family so bad that, you know, it was written into the, into the books. So I feel that his need to be loved is what um, drew him to the Weasleys because they were so accepting and they were so family oriented, even though like they were poor, dirt poor, but it was still a happy house. And that was something that he had never had. Right. And that was all great and perfect for him. But also, <sighs> with his friendship with Ron and the Weasleys because he loved them so much he was always trying to give them something you know like when he um 
get when he was like he's rich right he's a potter so he was always trying to give the weasleys money but they would never take it right he was always feeling like he had to repay them for the way that they were treating him and also and that's also due to his um trauma he feels like you know he has to give them something so they can keep being nice to him like he feels uh, overwhelming sense of gratitude because he's like I really don't deserve this but this is what but this is what you know I think would keep you around and treating me like this so he's trying to give them money he helped um Fred and Weasley start there Fred and Weasley who the fuck Fred and George Weasley start their um their <laughs> their shop and with his winnings from the Triwizard Tournament and all of that. And I feel like his, their family, you know, it's supposed to be a direct foil to the Dursleys and all of that. And, um, well, maybe more so a direct foil to the Malfoys, but also to the Dursleys. And um, I think that the way Harry interacts with both of them is very interesting because Harry is so um subdued when he's in the Dursley household and that's something that doesn't go away for like the whole seven years that we see him in the Dursley house because it's like even though he's coming into his own and he knows that he's more than what they've told him that he is it's like when he's in that setting it's like an automatic reversion back to him self back to his self as like a child because like there's like not a lot of times where he's spoken up to like Vernon and all of them maybe Dudley you know because fuck that nigga but um he doesn't speak up or speak out a lot because in his mind, even though he knows that he's more than, like, the garbage that they've told him that he is, he's still scared, you know? And he's scared that they might be right and that, like, all of the stuff about his parents and all of that, he's scared that, um, you know, he might not be worthy of everything. And, you know, that's um very relatable, can I say? But also that shows it you can see the clear difference when he's with the weasleys because with the dursleys he's very quiet very subdued very self-doubting and like you know he hates it there because he can feel it's like the tension in the air and it's weighing on his shoulders that he's like unwanted in that house and that made him feel unwanted everywhere else even though it's not true at all which is why his fame in the wizarding world is so um unwanted by him because he doesn't feel like he's anything special and that's um and that's by design back to Dumbledore because he designed it that way so that Harry doesn't feel like he's anything special. And then Dumbledore comes and tells him that he is all the time. And so now he's like, Dumbledore believes in me. So now I have to do whatever Dumbledore says 
because he believes in me and he thinks I'm so great. So I'll have to do what he says to prove to him that I'm so great. And like, that's not by accident. Like Harry didn't come up with that on his own. Dumbledore is like a hundred and fifty million years old. So he knows exactly what abuse does to people once again he saw it with tom riddle and so he's like i'm gonna tweak a few things so that now harry can be exactly what i need him to be and so like and it it kills me because harry really looks up to dumbledore literally named his kid albus fucking terrible name by the way but you know what i like to pretend that the epilogue doesn't exist because that shit was garbage but anyway he's like admires dumbledore so much and it's like it's sickening because of how manipulative dumbledore really was but harry is like so loving and so giving and so kind due to his trauma from his past and that's it reflects great on him and on his character and also but also it has a lot of people i've i've heard this narrative a lot of times that harry is a flat character and that he doesn't mature or grow throughout this series and i would just like to say that that is valid a valid statement because he is a martyr from the beginning like from book one to book seven movie one to movie eight he is willing to sacrifice himself at every turn so i can see why they say that because but that's a core part of his character so that core part of his character is not going to change that's like saying Hermione is flat, is a flat character because she's, you know, the smartest one and always telling them what to do throughout the whole series. That's just the core part of her character. You know, she's the one with the brains and Harry is the martyr. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I am saying that it is by design is what I'm saying. Now, next what I want to talk about is Harry's relationship with Tom Riddle. Oh, it's so juicy because their connection and the way that they are the same person but like literally on the bad side of the spectrum and the good side of the spectrum it's amazing amazing because tom because it's it showcases that harry could have been tom riddle so easily and you know because harry and tom both grew up surrounded by um evil abusive you know muggles uh Tom in the orphanage, Harry at the Dursleys, and but the difference is 
that where it made Tom like bitter and evil. It made Harry like crave for love, you know? Like Harry wanted to feel loved whereas Tom was like, fuck love, you know, these good for nothing muggles. I'll kill them all. And then, you know, he was trying to do that. But anyway, back to Harry. I feel like it's it's like it's genius the way we get to see Harry avoid things that could so easily turn him dark at every turn like almost with no effort like it's nothing he thinks about because of because he's that that type of person you know like he's not a power seeking type of person and um that was that was the key difference between him and Tom is Tom was power seeking and Harry was just seeking acceptance you know and i think that that's what makes Harry's character so great and not flat at all actually because his character his character is well-rounded when it comes to emotions he's a well-rounded emotional character and he grows with the people around him but his his martyrdom is something that sticks with him throughout that so that's the connecting theme but everything else changes so you know while i see why people say his character is flat i disagree highly but um i was gonna talk about his relationship with jenny but i think that should be its own episode because i fucking hate it um so yeah that's it for this episode tell me what you think tell me if you like it if you love it tell me if you hate it because i don't care i'm gonna keep talking um but thanks for tuning in thanks for listening make sure to share it with your friends if you like it and follow me on ig because i be on there and i be cute and stuff follow me on ig at dream loudly that's two l's the first two l's o-u-d-l-y underscore um make sure to share the podcast rate the podcast if you're on apple podcast and i'll see you next week where we'll be talking about tom riddle and whether he's born evil or a product of his environment bye